Hello, Daniel Kilburn here with Emergency Action Planning and the ACT ASAP podcast. The word of the week for January 31st, 2022 is shelter. Now, last week we discussed evacuation. Now, I wanted to know if you recall that during an emergency or a disaster, one of three things will happen. You will either be able to shelter at home, you will be forced to evacuate immediately, or after some period of time, your home will no longer be safe and you will be forced to evacuate. That means you have to go shelter elsewhere. So for the for this brief discussion, we will not be discussing sheltering at home. We will generally discuss the brief concepts of going away from your house to seek shelter. Now your shelters come into basically, uh, let's say three categories. Public shelters, which you find within your community, Now these public shelters are usually schools or public buildings that are easily accessible. And in order to find out where those shelters are, you would need to contact your local city or county office of emergency management and ask them. They will probably also be on their website. Now these type of shelters have three general categories, at least from my personal experience. There's what we call the general shelter, which is open to everybody, but no pets. We have pet friendly shelters, which is open to people with pets. Nice. Usually you have to pre-plan those and register for those in advance. That's why if you think you have to go to a shelter and you have a pet, it would be prudent to look this up in advance. And number three, you have friends and family. Or did I already mention that? Irregardless, friends and family, public shelters, and the third one is going to be for-profit facilities such as Airbnbs or hotels and motels outside of the affected area. So the ideal thing to keep in mind, if you're going to a public shelter, make sure you have, and make sure you know where it is and you know how to get there. One, that's definitely very important. Second thing is there are things you should never do at a public shelter. One, do not bring alcohol or illegal drugs. No, 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 bad move. Two, do not bring guns and knives. No weapons are allowed. And three, do not bring valuables or anything that you are worried about losing. Store those things elsewhere so you will have access to them. If you need to locate a public shelter in a specific community, there is an actual way to do it. You can text the word SHELTER, S-H-E-L-T-E-R, and the zip code to the number 43362. Again, if you're looking for an immediate shelter because your needs are dire, text the word SHELTER and a zip code to the number 43362. Okay, now let's just move right along. During my research with public shelters, more often than not, they will be located or notice, you'll be able to find out where they're at from your Office of Emergency Management within your community. Though, I have found at times, sometimes they will not give you that information until the shelter is opened up. Now that's a community specific thing. You will have to do your homework to find out how it's going to work out for you. Now keep in mind, a shelter, a public shelter is a safe haven in a storm. But space and amenities are limited. You generally will have 10 square feet. 
10 square feet is two by five foot, or that's a cot. And the space under that cot to store your stuff. So if you have to go to a public shelter, don't pack a steamer trunk full of stuff to bring with you. That's not the way to do it. Pack the bare essentials and the bare necessities. If you have pets, like I mentioned before, search for your pet-friendly shelters. Now there is another shelter I did not mention, and that's a unique needs shelter. They call them different things. I'll call it a special needs shelter. And these are usually for people who have medical needs because they're, the shelter is set up with medical facilities. If you have somebody who has medical needs and you need to evacuate to a public shelter, again, it's in your best interest to reach out to your local county office of emergency management, find out if or where those shelters are. Another place to go to is your doctor. They should know this information. If they don't, poke them upside the head and have them find out. These all require pre-planning, okay? Just keep that in mind, pre-planning on these things. Hotels and motels outside of the affected area. Now, if you're a member of a Holiday Inn Club or whatever, a Days Inn, that might give you an inn into it. Again, pre-planning counts. If you're going to think you're going to be evacuating to a out-of-town facility, it's in your best interest to get that reservation now and cancel it if you're not going to use it, as opposed to showing up and finding out they have no room for you. Okay? This is going to be a first-come, first-served thing. If you know you're going to be going there, wherever there is, make that phone call. Get that reservation made. Let them know you might be arriving late, because you probably will, and have them hold the room for you. Other things to keep in mind are friends and relatives outside of the affected area. Again, this needs to be pre-planned. So let's just bring this back here. Everything here needs to be pre-planned. If you're going to have to shelter outside of your home, or if you think you're going to have to shelter outside of your home, you have to plan for it before you need to do it. So call those relatives, call those friends, call that family member and ask them if it's okay if you come there just in case something happens. And this is also a good time to make a reciprocal agreement with that person that they can come to you if something is happening in their area. Now, uh, a couple final considerations here that might be available to you are churches. You know, worship places of worship usually have the ability to shelter people. They usually do look at their own general congregation first, but more often than not, they're not going to turn people away. Pre-planning, check it out. There are a couple other things that do go on. This is called home host programs. You'll have to dig into your Office of Emergency Management and find out about those. I know Airbnb also has a disaster home host program for people. Another thing worth looking into. And finally, last but not least, special considerations. These are for people who have dietary or medical needs and might need to be attended to if you have to leave and shelter. Look forward to attending to those needs. Plan that in advance. So one last thing before I let you go here is after the sheltering is done, after you've had to leave, at some point you're going to want to come home. Yes, you are. So returning home creates risks. There might be risks because there could be damage to the infrastructure of the community. Trees can be down. Power lines can be down. So it's best to go and check out your local news agencies, find out what they're talking about, contact your local law enforcement people, find out if there's ways in and out, and do not be the disaster tourist. 
All right, because even if you're going back home, if there are law enforcement presence, they're probably going to stop you and ask you why you're there because they don't want people coming to loot your property. So you need to be able to definitely verify you live there, you're going home, etc. So that's the good deal. So those are the couple things we've looked at. If you must shelter, you have your community shelters, friends and family, Airbnb or hotels. Rely, uh, look for your pets, special considerations, pack the minimum amount needed. That's where everybody needs their 72 hour go bag. If you have to evacuate, take that go bag with you. It's got a minimum amount of food, clothing and sanitary items. Till next time, this is Daniel with Emergency Action Planning and the Act Day Staff Podcast. Be safe.